Hello and welcome back to Between Two Aeroids, a podcast where we talk about houseplants, botany, and everything in between. I am your host, Haley Grace, and I hope you all have had a great week. I personally have had kind of a crazy week. Uh, We got about 100 mile per hour winds in Colorado, and that is basically hurricane winds. And I was at work, and it was kind of sketching the greenhouse, but everything was still secure. And then my boss comes in and says, we, we got to go hold down the two back greenhouses. We lost one, um, but we were thankfully allowed to get all the plants out of there, put them in trucks with heaters, put them in the other greenhouse. And then the next day, we re-skimmed and then loaded back in that greenhouse with the plants. Um, but we were out there for like two hours in just these heavy winds. I mean, the structure of the hoop house just looked like jello, which was pretty wild. Definitely built some character there and got even more practice in skimming a greenhouse because we just did it about two months ago. So that was fun. Uh, and in other news, I am hoping to bring some video along with the podcast because I just think it will be helpful to have them in tandem, especially if I'm talking about something specific on a plant or I can show you a specific product. I will still be describing it, but some people are visual learners, me included. And on Spotify, you can watch them, but they will also be uploaded to YouTube. And speaking of Spotify, they now have ratings on their podcast so please leave me a rating if you'd like to add some constructive criticism you are more than welcome to dm me on instagram you can go ahead and leave that uh review as well on itunes or just a starred one on spotify i'd love to hear your opinion and i did take a poll on instagram and i was gonna do a plant profile on Norfolk Pines this week but I then thought well we're in the midst of winter maybe people would like some tips on buying plants in winter and so I took a poll on those two and buying plants in winter one so that's what we will be talking about today. So today we're going to cover what are the best practices for you when buying plants in a nursery and the best practices for nurseries if um, temperatures are low and then also how to go about doing that online as well. Then we'll talk about what happens to the plant's physiology when there is cold or low temperatures that the plant has not evolved to handle. And then some fun facts on cold-tolerant plants that live in the Arctic and Antarctica. But the first topic is how do you buy plants responsibly in winter? Most of your tropical plants and most of your house plants are not going to tolerate cold below 55. That also will range throughout species. Some are more harmed by cold, aglaonemas being one of them. I have learned in my past experience. So when you're buying from a nursery when it is winter or it is colder than 55 degrees outside, You should always try and drive your car to the plant shop if you're living in a city where walking is the main way of transportation. Try and wait till a warmer day through the week where there might not be snow outside or you can also take an insulated grocery bag 
If possible too, you should try and warm up your car before you get into it. Just or do it right before you go in to try and make sure that your car isn't at a really low temperature for a long time. Or try and take some sort of mostly sheltered protection. Maybe you have a uh, city bus or there's a subway around. Just try and make it so you're less exposed to the elements and that your plant is also even less exposed to the elements. It's best to go to stores that will wrap your plants in like uh, paper bags, kind of the paper bags you would take to school in for school lunches, those brown bags, um, and, or they'll wrap it in multiple things of plastic, but anything after 55, it is, if it's even out there for a second, depending on the weather, you can get cold damage right away. I saw it in... The day after those hard winds come, we had a rental come back and they didn't put any sleeving on them. A day or two later, that's the post I put on Instagram. You In that fiddle leaf fig, you see that they're just cells that have broken out and uh, gotten black. You can also bring your own insulated bag, I was ta- as I was talking about. If you are walking to the plant store, just one that can things keep things hot or cold even maybe bringing your own paper bags or just like um like Trader Joe's has those kind of bags bring something like that to wrap them in and don't be shocked if you are buying from a greenhouse setup that it might take a few months for new growth to come out in a greenhouse setting you are used to longer days because it is fully open to for the sunshine to come in And also, it is heated to keep warm about 70 to 80 degrees. So, don't be shocked because they're usually used to getting more light and kept warmer. And when you're bringing them into home conditions, which may be kept warmer, is definitely inhibited by the light uh, just from having walls. (laughs) And now, when you're buying online... I personally have not bought online during a winter, winter month, and that is just because I myself am scared that something might happen to them, but you should definitely check your weather and then the weather of the area you're purchasing from. If the weather is looking like it's in the 30s to 50s, you should definitely ask for a heat pack. And if it isn't as cold, it's like teetering on 40 to 60 degrees, I would maybe ask if instead of sending a heat pack, they can send it with hand warmers. They make ones that are 18 hours long. And we just sent a Thai constellation and a pink princess from here to um, Pennsylvania. And we put in, I think, three of the hand warmers and they last for 18 hours shipping was delayed a day so we sent it on friday and it got there on monday and everything was perfectly fine we were both teetering kind of those 30 degree upwards of 50 or 60 during the daytime I would also suggest not to import and wait until springtime importing 
the temperature change it's going to be too hot for the heat pack in the country it's coming from more than likely and then being sent to you in a colder weather it's just a lot of shock for the plant to go through so I would just wait until springtime and hope that the plants are just fine and still available then. And then also when you're expecting your delivery, I would ask maybe a neighbor if you're not going to be there at the time of delivery or a friend that could bring it inside the house for you. Limiting its exposure to that cold and moisture for long periods of time could be detrimental to the plant and be the difference of getting your plant it was in the way it was intended to come and then getting a rotted or chilled plant so now behind some of the physiology of what happens when a plant gets cold so chilling can directly affect the chloroplast's physiological functions and when the efficiency of photosynthesis declines Excess reactive oxygen species are produced, and these can be hydrogen peroxide molecules, hydroxyl radicals, and cingulate oxygen. When there are a lot of these reactive oxygen species, ROS, they can damage the lipid membrane, and these are the first defense in the plant's physiology for beating off cold. When these stress signals, the ROS, are sent out, they can alter gene expression and it helps regenerate damaged proteins. But when this goes on for so long, there's only so much regeneration that the plant can do. And the effects chilling has on the photosynthesis system in chloroplast. So the system's located in the thylakoid, which is a number of flattened sacs inside the chloroplast boundary by pigmented membranes in which the light refractions of photosynthesis take place. What comes to my head is in biology in like seventh or eighth grade there's like just like that circle and then those little kind of inward petals if petals grew on the inside of plants so those are the thylakoids and then that's where all of the photosynthesis takes place cold temperatures will make these thylakoids rigid when they are usually pretty fluid due to lipids and so this change in lipid in the membrane of the chloroplast are in are important to help maintain photosynthesis in low temperatures. There's studies that show that phototropins act as thermosensory molecules as well, so there are some light-specific cells in the plant that can also tell the temperature, which is pretty awesome. And in the gist, when a plant gets cold, the chloroplast membrane becomes rigid and the number of those reactive oxygen species, which are toxin in plants, increase and plants have to adapt certain defenses such as increasing their lipid content or increasing enzymes that go and find those stress agents. And lastly, a little bit of fun facts about some plants that live in the coldest areas. So Arctic is where there's a thin layer of soil and partially decomposed organic matter that is frozen year-round. One is the Arctic willow. It's a dwarf shrub and it's food for caribou, musk oxen, and Arctic hares. 
and the Inuit people called it tongue plant because of the shape of their leaves. And then there's one that we actually have in the states, which, states, which is the Pasque flower. It is in the northwestern United States and northern Alaska. And what helps provide insulation are these silky hairs they have throughout their stem. So there are many defenses that plants have adapted to be able to defend for chilling. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to have an input on what goes on this podcast, give a follow at Beyond Two Aeroids Pod on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page under Between Two Aeroids. I will be going home for the holidays, so definitely check the Instagram to see some really cool photos of the plants around Southern California. So have a great day. Um, bye.